I, I kept asking it questions uh, that probably no one else who has ever owned an Alexa has ever thought to ask. What we also realized is, to, much, to our surprise and delight, you can also ask Alexa to play Down the Hall podcast. Alexa, it was just a joke. We were asking yeah. all kinds of questions, at which point Chet says, Alexa, play Down the Hall podcast. Sure enough, Sunset by Kid Ink starts playing in... <laughs> Then you hear my voice, welcome back to another episode. I, 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 my jaw is still on the floor. <laughs> it, was the, it was a great moment. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Now, just picture me high up with my top down on Highland and Sunset doing 85 on the top deck. See step by step we walk in. Hello again. Welcome into Down the Hall Podcast. I'm Chet. I'm here as always with Rodney. Rodney, I have a question for you. Uh, Well, first of all, did you know that we, uh, you and I, Down the Hall Podcast, save people an average of 115 hours every year that they would otherwise be wasting just looking for a movie to watch on Netflix, on HBO Go, on Amazon. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, man, that's what we do. We're doing that? We are, absolutely. Are we getting paid to do that? week, not yet, but it's coming. (laughs) And so I have a question for you. What would you do with an extra 115 hours? Um, Boy, you know what? I don't know what I would do. Uh, Wow, good. But but what I can say is that there's a good chance today playing flag football that I got concussed. Yeah, you know, uh, Rodney, your nickname around our circle of friends is Rickety Rod. No, it's not. That's not a legit nickname. And the only reason that if that anybody would call me Rickety is because I've I have damaged many other people in the process of uh, me. I don't know. Getting you damaged. seem to always have something pulled or twisted or yeah, sprained. And, yeah, and have you seen the bodies in my wake? There, there's just I, the the road is littered with bodies in my wake. I Should I say, not admit that? Is it, this being recorded? Uh, what I will say, Rodney, is that you did perhaps suffer a concussion today. And what's concerning is I'm I'm told that you're not supposed to fall asleep when you might have had a concussion. And I watched you nod off and fight sleep for like 15 minutes straight. And I wasn't quite sure what my role was there. Yeah, yet you said not a thing. No, all I you said was... You made not a peep. No, I, it was because I wanted you to watch the movie that was on it. All I cared about was that you saw a certain scene. Yeah, but what? How, it's not going to be a podcast episode if I'm dead. I mean, it would be the probably highest downloaded podcast episode ever if this if you were dead. I'd be yeah, like, it would be like a twenty percent uptick, and you'd say, "Wow, is that replicable?" It was all worth can it. we can we get running to die every week? And I'll say we can finally get Lyndon in here. <laughs> it's true. You so fly anyway, him in. this week, well, Chet, I was going to say that I'd use that time to buy a helmet. I guess but I apparently, interrupted you. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, you did. But so that that's what I would do with 115 hours. Is I'd look for a helmet to buy. And this week, what I want what I you did. to do is actually wear that helmet around everywhere just to be safe. I care that much about you. You care to make me look like a fool. I think and be- this week, I'm I'm, tr- I'm just going to try and get the episode okay. started. All right, all right, all right. For real this time. But really, wear the, wear the helmet around. Yeah, I will. And this week, this week. This week. This week, we had driven up to Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and Portland, Maine, which are mm-hmm. two really nice towns, just to go, just to explore. Kind of a, a yearly tradition that's happening uh, with uh, with Rodney and, and myself, where leading up to the first week of the, the NFL season we just kind of go out and 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 explore a new place and so we found ourselves in in portland on i guess thursday and uh rodney had booked a airbnb i did and uh uh, with two bedrooms if you're wondering and uh you know what it's so weird how you like emphasize to me 
the importance to you of two distinct beds. I would have taken three if I could have. You know, the, the thing is, like, we still always wind up in the same bed. It always happens. <laughs> Don't act like it doesn't. So, uh, so one of the things that did happen, um, uh, I figure, you know, following up a, a false story, I should tell a true story, is that uh, we were standing outside this Airbnb and there were specific instructions on on how to get in. So there was like a keypad that, that had a lock to it and we got the combination. And then within that, there was the actual physical keys and they would not work in this door. So we're standing outside like with our bags, like trying to hold everything without dropping it. I'm trying to take this key and, and just simply open the door. And it took probably, I don't know, two, three minutes of me trying before I was like, okay, you try. And so like, then you tried and like, you couldn't get it to work. And so we're sitting there like, what the heck? Like the key fit fine. It just wouldn't turn. I'm thinking like, so have you ever felt so like completely incompetent? Like looking at a simple task and you're just you sitting there like, I can't, keys. I can't do it. Uh, so anyway, so Rodney, you know, reaches out to the person, the Airbnb and says, uh, Hey, we can't get in the house. And at that point she messaged him back and Rodney, why don't you tell us what happened? So, yeah, you know my feeling on keys. I hate keys in general. But anyway, um, yeah, so we're stuck there uh, like idiots uh, on on the step thinking someone changed the locks and we just probably paid for a thing that's not real. So I get a phone call and uh, the woman starts by saying, hey, did you get the keys? And I said, yes, you know, we, we, we got the keys. And she goes, okay, you're going to take the one that, that has the yellow on it. Like, got it. You're going to put it in the door. Yeah, at which point I felt like a child because I could kind of hear what she was saying to you. And at this point, I'm like annoyed with myself, kind of annoyed with her thinking like, of course, we tried the key in the door. Like, it's not. Yeah. This I, isn't our actual first time trying to use a key here. Right. So I guess I'm just sitting here thinking like, oh, she's going to now walk us through the instructions of how to use a key. So which, you know, what she says is, and this is verbatim. All right. So you're going to. Put the key with the yellow on it. You see the key with the yellow on it? I said, yes, I see the key with the yellow on it. You're going to go ahead and put that in the door. Okay, it's in the door. And now, and so this, again, is something that you and I have both tried. And then she goes, so you're going to put the key in the door and you're going to turn it. And, you know, as I'm ready to kind of like, in an, in an like polite slash annoyed way, get across the message like, yeah, obviously we tried that. As I'm ready to do that, all of a sudden, I hear like a click, and I look up at Chet's face with eyes wide open. The door opens, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the so door opened. I I swear I did the exact same thing I'd been doing for the ten minutes previous, and suddenly because she's on the phone, it, it it worked like first try. Yeah, so I don't know if she hit something somewhere that made it unlock, or if this is some prank that she likes to pull. But whatever the case is, the key did not work. And then the second that she's talking to me and gives me the simplest of all instructions, the key works. And I say to her, oh, we're in. Sorry, my friend's an idiot. At which point, you know, so making fun of Chet. And at which point, for some reason, unbeknownst to me, she feels the need to to scold me by saying, no, 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 you don't say that. And I'm like, I'm. Oh no! Now I'm apologizing for everybody, but I'm like, oh, sorry, I was, I was just kidding. But <laughs> Wait, like, what's what? What she, role? Like, who is this person that you know? She had my back. Yeah, she, why? Wait, what was her name? Uh, I can't remember. Well, Might whatever she was, I'll be I honest. Know the guy's name was John. In that moment, I had never felt more vindicated. Like, I went from being really annoyed that we're stuck outside this this door, which, by the way, we were in kind of like the hood. 
It was a, then, it was a rough area of it, Portland, so folks. I get into open the door finally works, and I'm like, wait a minute, I've been doing that. And then so I'm walking in, and I hear you go, oh, my friend's an idiot. Oh, oh no no, I'm sorry, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. And I thought, good. Wendy, or whatever her name is. Might be Wendy, I can't remember. (laughs) I just didn't understand, like, I didn't understand her, like, desire to, like, put me in my place for having called you an idiot. Because she doesn't know. I mean, look. (laughs) That's all I got. I I didn't disagree with you when you said it to me. uh, But I certainly felt good when she had my back. Quite possibly the worst moment of the trip was when uh, we were walking now in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and there was this, like, old house from i mean being in new england there's a lot of houses from literally the 1600s 1700s it's that's kind of common but some of them are important enough where they're now turned into museums maybe they housed someone who was important in this case that was what was going on so we we walked into this house and it was a museum and there's this woman there and she explained that for a two dollar donation we could kind of walk around and walk out back to this like garden area or something so i didn't really have that much of an interest but she was there by herself. Like, you know what? I'll support this. I'll donate and we'll do it. <laughs> the old generous Chester. And she really wanted uh, us to sign in. She like the guest book. And so I put, I put, uh, Chet Joe bear and his manservant Rodney. It wasn't until we were outside. First of all, which he also <laughs> points to this, this older woman to say like, to her. no, no, no. You pointed it out to her. Like, this is what I wrote and yeah, I'm so reading I'm it. Put my manservant. And, she, she kind of uncomfortably laughed. No, you she, weren't there. She oh, laughed. I wasn't there. You were... she, folks, she uncomfortably laughed. <laughs> she thought uh, it was hysterical. She didn't she probably we think it hysterical. was that funny because, as I told Chet later, as we were walking around the garden, you, you understand now that there is a guest book where someone <laughs> is going to see Chet Jobert and his manservant, Rodney. Oh, and no. Rodney is, is not, it's not like a traditional, like that's... It's not a predominantly Caucasian name. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank so, you for putting it more... So, it's, it's going to be a really... It a, looks, someone's going to be like, this is a really poor taste uh, joke by this good. Chet Jobert. It's not P.S., good. P.S., it's your first and last name. People are going to be... There's not many Chet Jobert's in the world. Uh, it's true. So, anyway, that's probably why, as you wrote it down, and you thought you really, like, nailed the joke... She probably felt a little uncomfortable. Well, those were our two stories from our uh, recent travel. <laughs> those and the only two. Were not, I assure you, they weren't the only two. We also had uh, shots bought for us on two nights in a row, as well as free cookies, which well, I don't know which is more surprising, but I liked all of it. Anyhow, today's episode is also about travel. It's about the movie Up in the Air, which came out in 2009, and we're going to get to that. We're also giving you a movie to avoid, which we will get to as well. We have a segment, a new segment for Rodney, uh, where we've done metal or movie, and we've done uh, horse name or movie, and, and today is a little bit of a different twist on that. I'm so good at them, you have to keep trying to come up with a new twist. And we've also asked the listeners for their best travel stories, so we'll get to those as well. You ready to do this, Rodney? I'm so ready. Well, I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course, it's down the hall. Because I'm psyched. And here we go. So like I said, today's movie is Up in the Air, which is not one that, I mean, sometimes we find movies for you guys that are more obscure, maybe ones that you have never heard of. I would assume that you've heard of Up in the Air. In 2009, it was up for Best Picture. Um, it did not win, but obviously it got a lot of attention that year. It stars George Clooney, Vera Farmiga, Anna Kendrick, and Jason Bateman. It is directed by Jason Reitman, who also did Juno, uh, and Thank You for Smoking. 
Um, we found it on Amazon Prime. So if you have that as a membership, it's free for you there. It's uh, only an hour and 49, 49 minutes long, uh, rated R, um, and it is a drama romance. And really quickly what this movie is about, George Clooney plays a character who uh, his job is to, he works for a place that gets hired to go to businesses that are downsizing and have the tough conversation of actually letting people go. So George Clooney literally flies around the entire country every day to a different state, a different city, a different business going in to fire people on behalf of that company. And so throughout the movie, he you see him kind of firing different people. But Anna Kendrick is new to that business and he's through different series of events tasked with kind of showing her the ropes. Why is this a movie night pick? Yeah, so I mean, I think it'd be easy for me to say it's a movie night pick because it was a Best Picture nominee and deservedly so. It's a movie that I feel like the storyline, and this is probably where I always realize like anything that resonates a little bit more with me or like that hits more home, like I can fully understand where I just really connect with the storyline. But basically, it's a movie with George Clooney, you know, doing an un, you know with an who has an unbelievable unbelievable performance. Um, portraying a character who is very standoffish like you know charming in a way you know like very charming in a George Clooney kind of way but also he's just very standoffish like you said but also kind of has all of his reasons in order it's not like he's like a broken person or a sad person by any any stretch you know he's very much designed his life in a way where he you know like one of the lines that I always reference or always loved is like you know, last year I spent 27 miserable days at home, you know, which is to say that he spent the rest of the time on the road, which is what he loves. You know, he loves to be traveling. He loves to kind of be out in the world and is not concerned with the things of, you know, settling down or, you know, family or anything. And, you know, he kind of documents all of the reasons why, you know, he's kind of anti those things. And then, like you said, he's with Anna Kendrick, who is young and, you know, is in a relationship that she's hopeful, you know, will will turn into, uh, uh, you know, her husband. And so there's kind of this tension between them, but also like a pretty good chemistry um, or like relationship that develops, um, you know, in like a working, you know, co- you know, completely working kind of way uh, where she's really trying to get him to change his mind about stuff. But probably as a way of saying, like, she definitely respects his opinion, you know, so it's almost it's hard for her to hear him say a lot of things that are completely anti anything that she would think. Um, and so one, I think that's a great like dynamic. I think the story, it's hard for me to imagine anybody wouldn't be roped into the story. Maybe that's just because of how roped into the story I am. Um, and also because of just the amount of emotions and, and things that it covers, you know, mm-hmm. because for the most part, you're following George Clooney um, I mean, there's these other essential characters that are a part of his story. Um, but at least from my perspective, it feels like you're really following him. Everything's through his eyes. Right. Where any of the other characters that are important are still seen through his eyes. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you kind of are seeing how someone like Anna Kendrick is putting these different things in his head where, you know, he's seeing certain things, you know, that he's recognizing like, okay, like, you know, he's he's acknowledging you know, or maybe changing his stance on certain things. And then, um, but to your point, he doesn't, he's not like a miserable guy. You know, he's, he's fine. He's charming. He loves what he does. Uh, but he's completely resigned to have removed himself from 
really any and all unnecessary, in his mind, unnecessary human interaction. Right. Pretty much he keeps everything business and he travels and that's what he likes to do. And I mean, he meets people on the road and that's pretty much the extent of it. And even at points when we see him with his, his actual family, not kids, he doesn't have kids, but like his sisters and stuff, like they basically don't know him. Like he kind of like sees him, you know, once a year. Yeah. And I think one of the other funny things for me watching this movie was, and I agree with you, man, I feel like I feel like it's going to be hard for anyone to not get immediately sucked into the story. I mean, one, because I think Clooney does such a good job yeah. making you kind of root for the character, but also hope to kind of change him. Yeah. <laughs> but then also, as he's firing people, uh, one of the guys he fires is played by J.K. Simmons. Another one's played by Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. So it's just funny because that's sort of these different kind of moments in the movie, too, that have their own uh, yeah. sort of flavor to it. Yeah. I think no, you're you're right. I think that they do a great job too of um, exploring the topic of even downsizing and what do people do and right, like the it way came at the time it came in. So two thousand nine, yeah, two thousand eight. Absolutely, this was the height of it, right? Yeah, this yeah. was the height of, of everything you know changing. Especially I was, here. Yeah, I was working. No, I was working at an office that I remember, like as my internship finished, that they were laying off twenty percent of all people who had been there for twenty five years or more. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, you talk about a movie resonating. I mean, I, you know, you know, we we don't get, we don't get too personal on the podcast, but I I lost my job for the first time in my entire life, Mm -hmm. uh, back in March of this year. And then, you know, started something else that then very quickly that, that door closed too. So like for the first time in my life, I was, or have been without work, you know, happy to say I'm excited to start a new job here in the next week. But, um, watching this movie, I mean, you know, it definitely, it, I definitely caught certain things that I, I wonder uh, if someone, especially back in 2008, 2009, uh, probably probably felt certain ways too watching it. And so, you know, definitely worth watching, uh, definitely worth a movie night. Like I said, Amazon Prime, so it's it's easy to, to find if you have that as, as a membership. And Rodney had been trying to get me to watch this movie for, for some time mm-hmm. and uh, finally went for it. Yeah. No, when it popped up, I was, I mean, even when I watched it the second time, I loved it even more. Um it's just, it's great. Um, I, I don't know how else to say it. I remember watching it the first time with someone who's more picky about movies and she loved it. So to me, I was like, okay, <laughs> like this was a great best picture movie nominee, but it, it's not in any way one that is like, is that because it's, you know, Overly trying too hard, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, or, a, yeah. it's just yeah. a great story. And to me, great I know, I know this is probably I know George Clooney is has done a lot of great things to me this would be the movie if someone were to ever say like why is George Clooney and Batman <laughs> yeah I would say like he's obviously done a lot of great things if someone were to say to me like I could say there's nothing that comes to my mind like I think of like a lot of movies that I've seen him do that I guess he's fine but this would be the movie that'd be like Oh, okay. I understand the appeal of George Clooney. I see. I'm always partial to uh, Danny Ocean. Anyway, what did you give this on a scale of one to ten? Uh, I gave it a nine. I think for me, it's still in the eight, but that, as we've come to know, is still very high for me. So, mm-hmm. uh, I did truly love it. I'm I'm glad I watched it. What was the IMDb score? So the IMDb score is a seven point four. So okay, I think cool. that uh, wraps up our our thoughts on it. But uh, what do the professionals have to say about this movie? Hate, 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 double hate, loathe entirely. I like you a lot. So as always, we start with the Rotten Tomato score. 
Should I do it? Should I explain it one more time? Don't do it. <laughs> well, it's a 91%. <laughs> Last week, you joked about having to every single week explain what Rotten Tomatoes is. But I mean, I will say this week, I talked to people who messaged us who were brand new listeners this week. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, every week we're gaining listeners and I feel like we have to catch them up to speed. So a 91% Rotten Tomatoes score, I'm going to just start to phrase it differently. What does that mean, Rod? What would that, that 91% mean? That would mean that only 9% gave it a poor review okay so a different spin it's on a the different normal. spin on it usually i talk about what the positive means but basically what it means of of out of a hundred percent of all critic reviews that exist in the uh webosphere oh, as someone might say the internet superhighway yeah no okay. the information superhighway wow, yeah um that 91% of them are saying, like, this is a really good to great movie. Have you ever put a wordsmith on a resume? Um, always. Okay. Speaking of wordsmiths, we're going to go to the worst review. So this one comes from salon.com. Which okay. is, a, that's a, that is actually a well-known. Is it? Public, yeah, it is. Well, uh, did, like, frankly, Respected. What, uh, what do they? I don't know why it's called salon.com. I don't know why it's called salon.com. But I can tell you that that is actually a serious publication. All right. Well, uh, they say this about Up in the Air. It says, comes off not as topical, but as opportunistic. Okay. So I want to I want to address that. So there's more to what they say, but just to bring context to what they're saying, I think they're referring to that when this movie came out, a lot of the big talk was around how topical it was, as we mentioned with how many people were losing their jobs at that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And so this, this is just a negative person trying to find a negative spin saying, not topical, but rather opportunistic. Uh, the picture is brushed uh, with a fine glaze of slickness, a product sealed in a blister pack. It's like airplane air. It has a package freshness that isn't really fresh at all. You know, this is jam-packed with all the things I hate about bad reviews. It has, first of all, I think I disagree with the idea that it's opportunistic rather than topical. Like, I think it's fine to to write a story or make a movie that is relevant right Mm -hmm. without it being like opportunistic i do do like the idea of like don't tell me a story that might resonate with what's happening currently then also like the need to say it's like airplane air like ooh, oh because this movie's about airplane travel (laughs) yeah but also like yeah to me i don't get it's almost like a you just tried hard to think of a an insult that involves also like airplane i think salon.com should stick to uh reviewing hair gel it has uh, packaged freshness that isn't fresh at all what do you think that means the best review came from entertainment weekly which we know for sure does movie reviews it's mario lopez right? salon.com is is questionable at best uh it says up in the air is light and dark hilarious and tragic romantic and real it's everything that hollywood has forgotten how to do we're blessed that jason reitman has remembered I guess we didn't point out the fact that it is hilarious. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. I And that's, I think that one I really like because it mentions it's light and dark. It's it's all of these things. I think when I, I recently, after rewatching it, sent, sent text messages to a whole bunch of people saying, like, this is a movie you should go watch. Um, and I think that was how I've described it. It's like a roller coaster, too. Mm-hmm. Um Roller coaster, not in the sense that like, oh my god, like here you're, you know, hitting turn after turn. It's just the amount of emotions that get covered are everything from really funny and light to, oh my god, that's a really dark thought. You know, yeah. it's um, like being a friend with you. Ex- yeah, probably. Do you really love the lamp, or are you just saying it because you saw it? 
I love lamp. I love lamp. All right, so you just heard Brick's voice from Anchorman, and what that signifies each week is that we're about to get into our topic of the week, which typically, I mean, most times is, has something to do with a type of movie we love pertaining to the movie of the week. Uh, tonight, though, we're doing it a little differently, and we're asking, we've already asked the listeners for their favorite or craziest travel stories. So the first one, Rodney, you ready for this? I, yeah, I think I'm ready. comes from, I, I feel the need to always ask you, not because I don't think that you're uh, like emotionally ready, more just like mentally. I want I want full, like full 100%. Like the, these are our listeners here. Yeah, it's one thing just... if you tune me out, but like don't tune out the listeners. Do you think that I tune you out very often? Mm, I mean, I don't know that I'd necessarily blame you if you did. I'm just saying like I'm not willing to take the risk when it comes to yeah. the precious I tune you out listeners. For sure, but usually not on the podcast just okay. because it's like, you know, we're, I'm looking at you. Right. Well, I mean, hey. Uh, so the first one does come from uh, Audrey Fox, who writes for 1001movieandbeyond.com. Is that a real name? Audrey Fox? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a pseudonym. Maybe it's a pen name. Foxy Lady. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm uh, not looking at her. I'm going to leave that one alone. It comes from Audrey Fox, who I think I think it's a real name. We're going to operate sure. as though it's a real name. She says that uh, her craziest travel story comes from the time that she got a very, all caps, very unwelcome foot massage from an elderly Spanish man while trying to watch the Oscars in my hostel in Costa Rica. So she is probably a foxy lady. You think? Probably. I, mean, I, I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. An unwelcome foot massage. I wonder how does that start? Like, how does it start? Yeah. He must have thought like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and go for it. You know, I wonder though, if he thought like, I don't think he was making a move as much as maybe he was trying to be helpful. You think? I mean, I don't know. Maybe like maybe that's like maybe it's like his nervous tick. Like yeah. what if what if we found out that that was his nervous tick? Like just massaging the the, the person who when I get nervous when I get nervous I massage things. When I don't know what to say, I usually just go right for the feet. I I want to know more about the story. Did you ask more? No. I mean, you can. I mean, it's the same. It's a shared Twitter account, the Down yeah. Hall Podcast. Yeah. I might I might have to go back to it by all means. But why don't we uh, why don't we hear first from Ben from Maine, who says that on his trip. To the Netherlands, his baggage was lost. On a very serious budget, he replaced all of the clothes at a thrift shop in Amsterdam. Two days later, a bag showed up identical to his, but containing someone else's clothing. That that sucks, because you, you kind of probably get really, really hopeful at first, and then you open it up, it's not your bag. But there's more to the story. On a bus trip out of Amsterdam, the bus he was on broke down. After being stranded for hours, he was forced to walk with a group of people. One of the people turned out to be one of the original creators of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Did he ever find his stuff? I don't think he did. <laughs> I, I think the story would have ended with that, probably, had he found it his stuff. It felt like I was being led up, like I was waiting for this other thing, and then it ended with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's interesting when, when two of these are people that I know personally, and they their best stories had, had me involved in them. Yeah. One of them was from Paul in New York. And he talks about a time when uh, he and I were in Rome and we were on like a study trip and we were walking, we were walking like late at night and this, this, this limo pulled up with these girls in it with like Mardi Gras masks. This is like a, not, it was a, like, not a midnight bear situation. Was, it was, no, it definitely wasn't. This was like, it was during Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. So this limo pulls up, door opens up and there's these girls in there with these like, you know, like I said, like Mardi Gras masks on and they wanted us to come with them mm-hmm. like, wherever they were going. Yeah. And this was where Rome, Rome, yeah, and uh, I knew that's not a good idea. Like I'd seen Taken, 
Like I think I had seen Taken like earlier, like earlier yeah, that, that like year. Like Dimitri was like in the, like, the part of the limo you couldn't see. I was thinking like mm, limos filled with girl. Like that's just that's not something that like just normally happens. Have you seen the movie Hostel? No, I haven't. It's always they always use the girl. Now to reel in, in that the movie guys. is the climax when uh, a Spanish man goes up and starts massaging the feet of one of the. Uh, Travelers. only if by massage you mean burning their eyeball out with a torch. Oh, I have seen that movie. How yeah. could I forget? How could you forget? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess, uh, the listeners don't have a ton of crazy stories that are easy to share. Uh, most of them were lengthy. One in particular, uh, well, was a direct message, you know, like an actual, yeah. and it's a five-parter. I like parter. how you started to explain direct message to me. It's a five-parter that start, that, that literally I'm still getting messages from. Like every day, another part of this story. It's almost like a Charles Dickens novel where I they used like to release the end it of in it newspaper. is going to be like, and then I woke up and it was all a dream. Yeah, it's like the best movies slash the worst movies. I hate those. Well, speaking of the worst movies, Rodney, one thing we offer our listeners every week is not just a movie of the week to take back movie night, um, but also, Rodney, we also give them a movie to avoid. Now, the rules for this... Oh, it's not just a bad movie, okay? Because that's easy. Anyone can find a bad movie and know not to watch it. This is you and I going out of our way to watch movies that are being promoted or recommended mm-hmm. by other people, mm-hmm. other websites, etc., who are saying these movies are worth your time. So what we're doing They're is... They're lying to you. We're, we're, we're actually being kind of ultra competitive. We're, we're looking at people who are also saying that they do what we do. And we're cutting them down a peg. We're hamstringing them. Yeah, we're we're. What is hamstringing? That means that we'd cut off their hamstrings. Is that what that means? Cut them off. I think you just need to slice them. I think I think that would be sufficient. I would not. You, I don't, need to, I, you don't need to remove the I hamstring off, altogether. Off the bone. <laughs> if I'm going to hamstring somebody, Chad, I'm going to do it completely. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So, uh, when it comes to a movie to avoid, this week is the movie. Bronson. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. Yeah, you had asked me if I had one, and I said, I think I forget any movie I don't like. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, it's like a, your your brain is trying to protect your emotions so much that it, it forgets the movie mm-hmm. for you. I'm like, uh, no, not that I can think of. So the movie Bronson is on a lot of lists, a lot of lists of like best movies to stream. And uh, I saw it on Netflix. And now if, if Dan is listening, my brother Dan, who I, I know he's listening, I can't remember if he loves this movie or not, but he definitely showed me this movie and said, dude, this is going to be the weirdest thing you've ever watched. I've started it before. It starts with him in a jail cell, so right? So it, it's it's Tom Hardy, who you yeah. always mistakenly call Ed Hardy. I call him Ed Hardy on purpose. And it's about... Uh, <laughs> I still it, think it's funny. It doesn't just start in a jail cell. Like it's, it's about a prisoner who spends 30 years in solitary yeah. confinement. So it's interesting enough, I guess, the premise. And you know what? Some people out there might like it, but... By no means is this worth everybody's time across the board. It's you're going to find yourself watching one of the strangest, disturbing, just weirdly filmed movies ever if you take the time to watch this. I'm not saying that everyone will hate it. I'm not even saying I hate it, but it's definitely not worth your time. And if you see it on a list of best movies to stream, you can skip on past that one. Yeah. What we're saying is that it's not it's not good in the traditional sense. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I guess that's what we're saying. Yeah, um, Ed Hardy doesn't doesn't pull it off. His his dragon his dragon tees his what dragon t shirts? Oh, Ed Hardy. Ed You're Hardy. talking about Ed Hardy, real Ed Hardy, not Tom Hardy. 
No, right, exactly. Okay. Ed Hart. Well, that's that's the joke. Okay. That's good. I'm glad you connected. Jokes it, are best when you have to explain them. I've uh, always found that, yeah. But who am I to say? Ivy thinks you're the funny one. And Rodney, speaking of, of things that are funny, um, you like how I've been like segmenting. I mean, you like, you like how I've been segueing this uh, this whole episode? You've been segmenting and segueing. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, listen. Look at you. Pro. You know, Good old pro. Some people. Don't worry. I'll still make your job hard. <laughs> I, I, I believe that more than anything in this world. <laughs> uh, so the, the newer segment, uh, kind of a spinoff. And uh, we use the analogy, kind of the Scorpion King to the uh, to the Mummy franchise, uh, is we did uh, Movie or Metal, where I gave Rodney a title, and he had to determine if it was the name of a, of a low-budget horror movie or a heavy metal band. And then mm-hmm. the week after that, we did Racehorse or Movie. Mm-hmm. So was it the name of a racehorse? And this week, we're looking at whether or not this is a movie or an indie band. So we're just going to do movie or band. I got to okay? be honest with you. I've never felt more confident. I mean, I think you're going to get 10 for 10. There, there are 10 okay, of these. Okay, don't I think start you're gonna that way. You're, don't, don't try and d- minimize the trash talk by acting like you know that I'm going to do well. Ronnie, this isn't a contest between you and I. This is It's, it's a contest the between me and The only person who wins this are the listeners. And me. Okay. So the first one, you ready? Yeah, you're course. actually okay. The first one, uh, so you just need to say if it's a band yeah. or a movie. I'm gonna literally okay. try and go as fast as I can with all of these. The history of apple pie. Dang it, movie, band over one. Now, That's now you've dumb. made me feel a little competitive. Daniel the Wizard, uh, band movie over two. Turks <laughs> in space, uh, band movie. <laughs> Honky Tonk <laughs> Home Slice. <laughs> Stupid. It's not either. <laughs> Neither. Oh, for four. Okay, yeah, you got it. Band. Uh, food fight. Movie. Yep, I remember. <laughs> you remember <laughs> when this one? When people were shorter and lived by the water. Band or movie? Movie. It is a band. Zombie Nation. Movie. Correct. Uh, all right, this is my favorite. The Hottie and the Naughty. It's definitely a movie. You it think is. I haven't seen that? <laughs> it's, a movie. it's definitely a movie. You're right. You uh, you underestimate my ability to to know movies that you think no one knows. You're the only person I know in my life who has watched as many great movies and as many as many terrible movies. Yeah, that's why people should trust my opinion. Is because oh, I don't. It's 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 like you know. I'm like uh. How do you say it? I don't have a thing. I, I'm not trying to... Uh... How do I say it? <laughs> okay, next one. I don't have a thing. What does that mean? <laughs> well, Just segment that out. <laughs> uh, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, uh, The Unsullied also did not have things. Yeah. Uh, all right, Diarrhea Planet. Uh, it's got to be a band. bunch it, of teenagers, a, bunch of idiots. Listen, Rodney, you've got four of them correct. Okay, we're going into the very last one. If you get this, you at least split. Okay? I'm definitely splitting. You think? Yeah. All right. This one's called "I Killed the Prom Queen." It's a band. It is a band. Thank you. It You're welcome. Band. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I got an F on that test, and I just basically, <laughs> I just basically got it back from the professor who has the big red F on it, and looked at him and said, "Yeah, what do you think?" I got the last one yeah. correct. <laughs> suck on that <laughs> all right so uh if you're hearing music now we're not exactly done with the episode i want to let you know that we're going to get into um our favorite scenes or our favorite aspects of the movie up in the air but we don't want to spoil anything for you if you're planning on watching this 
So we like to give you this little bit of a heads up uh, to uh, to tell you to jump ship if you need to. Yep. Uh, we also like to tell you to listen to us on Checked Out in Jersey Thursdays at 8 p.m. on Facebook Live or downloading the Checked Out in Jersey app where you can also listen to us make the recommendations that you're going to hear on our podcast but also have to deal with questions or um, interrogations or yep. you know all sorts of different things. Interrogations around right uh, from from Matt and Pete about whether they liked it or not, or why it was a good choice or not, or why um, it was a Freudian slip to pick it. I also want to bring to your attention, uh, Rodney. Can you imagine doing doing something like Movie Rob does movie reviews thirty four hundred times? No, we did the math. I don't. I don't think in my life I'll ever have done something thirty four hundred times. Our friend Movie Rob. <laughs> who started out as a fan of the show and has become a partner of the show because he's putting proper reviews of movies onto our website. When we recommend a movie, he's going to review it. And he has he's approaching 3,400 movie reviews that he's done. 3,400 movie reviews. That's amazing. So what he's done, and he's asked our listeners to participate, and you can find from the Down the Hall Podcast Twitter account, we've tweeted this out, he has put out there asking for people to recommend a new movie for him to watch and review as he gets up to 3,400. So he's trying to have sort of an inclusive sort of experience with this. And so we're supporting him. We gave him two movies he hasn't reviewed before, The Fundamentals of Caring and The Girl with All the Gifts. So he's going to do those. But if you guys have one for him too, by all means, find him on Twitter. He's one of our favorites and uh, and let him know. I told you not to give details. Yeah, well, you're the one who gave me the details. Okay, man. Now we're in the part of the episode where we can roam freely spoiling every which way. So yep. what was your favorite scene from from Up in the Air? So my favorite scene, and I it's it's incredible to me that I forgot that this happened. Um uh, but usually your mind's a steel trap. It's true. Um but was the part where he so George Clooney obviously has started to he's he's met Alex uh on the road and Who's Alex Alex is the is Vera Oh, for me, the, the woman he yeah 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 uh so he's met he's met her out on the road and she seems to be someone different than he's ever met before you know almost is starting to have that moment where he's thinking like oh wow like maybe this person i could envision this thing that i could never envision before whether that's a steady relationship or or kind of a more settled life and uh one day he decides that he's gonna kind of pay her an impromptu visit and when he does he realizes that she has a husband and two two kids. Right, right, which is like a gut punch part of the movie because you finally, oh, yeah. you finally see him grow in such a way where he thinks like, none of this matters unless I'm with someone I care about. And you think that's normally where the movie kind of ascends, right? And if it was a romantic comedy, it would end this way. He shows up at the house, they end up together, right. you know, boom. Right. Oh, ribbon tied. To, well, to me, I think then at that point, you then see a guy who now doesn't know at all. Now he's stuck in between worlds to yeah. me. You know, to me oh, at that yeah. point, you know, he he went from being a really kind of confident person living a non-traditional life to this person like feeling stuck in a life where it's, he's traveling a lot. And now all of a sudden he hates the fact that he's traveling all the time because right. he knows like he's probably never going to have that thing that now all of a sudden has become important to him. Right. And I guess a reflection of that is when he does travel to his, his younger sister's wedding and uh, the the groom-to-be, played by Danny McBride, of all people, uh, starts to have cold feet. And so George Clooney goes in to kind of talk to him. And when he does, he has this 
great, great conversation. Um, and he basically says, like, think of all the things, think of all the things in your life, all the moments in your life that made you the happiest, the moments that mean the most to you. Were they with you by yourself or were they connected to people that you cared about? Talking about how in life, the most important thing is other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, yeah, so that's something he kind of grew into as a character. Yeah. And it was kind of faced with wondering, at least as a viewer, I'm watching it and wondering, okay, well, where is he now? Yeah. As he goes to that woman's house and she's she's been lying to him. Well, not right. even lying to him, but keeping that from him. Right. Yeah, I think, no, that was a great, I mean, to me, so that scene happens before he realizes that she has a family, you know? And so he still is kind of fighting that thing, that thought process. But then, obviously, through that conversation, it's almost like that's where he's starting to grow, too. The whole idea of, like, think of all the greatest moments in your life. Were they with somebody else or were they just you alone and it's almost like this moment that's that's like clicking with him absolutely so yeah another great one uh up in the air so uh definitely check that one out and uh let us know on our website you know down the hall podcast.com if you uh you know agree with what we said if agree if it's a great movie and also be sure to look out for movie rob's proper review of it uh and also join the conversation let us know what's your craziest or favorite travel experience and uh we love to hear those Thank you as always. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Down the Hall Guys. You can email us down the hall podcast at gmail.com. I'm Chet. That's Rodney. <laughs> and that's Rodney signing off.